Another edition of Riding Home, Dean Leggy, Dylan Weber. Dylan, uh, the news yesterday, Jake Fromm leaving to go to the NFL. Matt DeBerry and I talked about that yesterday. Uh, the strange, I don't even know how to describe it, situation with Cade Mays uh, being in the portal, likely heading to Tennessee, according to ESPN's reporting. Uh, yesterday was not a good day for Georgia's offense as it relates to the 2020 season. Uh, your initial uh, reaction to both of those things, and then we'll kind of take it from there. Well, I guess, it, like you said, it's just a, a weird time because I, I don't even know what to expect at this point. Huh. We talk this whole last season it was talk about inexperienced receivers, but now you just have even bigger question marks this upcoming season with the offensive line, really, and quarterback. Quarterback probably more than the offensive line. I mean, the offensive line can still return Justin Schaefer, Ben Cleveland. Jamari Saylor and Trey Hill. Uh, but the question now becomes: you you had your left tackle, Cade Mays was going to be the left tackle. That's what it now, looked, yeah, that's what it looked like to me. And now you, it, there's a lot of question marks there. I mean, who do you play? I think it will probably be Jamari if I had to guess. No, which is is kind of weird because coming out of high school, everyone just assumed he was going to be a guard, and still kind of looks more like a guard yeah, than a tackle. He looks more like a guard, that's for sure, but. What you know, I I just I, I I've gotten to the point now four years into this that I just I don't doubt Kirby's ability to um, well what pops into my head is get what he wants. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just you know we we're not sycophants for Kirby Smart here. If you if you want that, there's other websites that do a really good job of saying that all he does is good. We try to we try to be a little bit more realistic about what um, you know how Kirby does and so forth. The program at Georgia that goes for Tom Crean as well and Greg McGarity and you know whoever it is. But I just you know you can't tell me he didn't know something was happening there with Cade Mays. Um, that you'd rather have Cade Mays than not have him. But at the same time, you know. When has Kirby been caught with his pants down as far as everything's concerned? I mean, I don't know. Jamari's play, I mean, he started at right tackle. He'll probably start at left tackle now. You know, Kenley leaving was a little bit of a subscribe. Uh, subscribe. It was a little bit of a surprise to me, but, um, you know, there's a lot of things you can still do. You know, if Clay Webb is a, a legitimate center, um, then you put him at center. You put uh, Trey Hill at one of the guards, left or right. Warren Erickson would be another guard, apparently. Jamari would be your left tackle, and your right tackle could be, you know, in theory, could be Ben Cleveland um, if he come, you know, if he comes back and survives the academic situation. So uh, I'm not sh- sure I'm as in much of a panic as everybody else is, but it's not the ideal situation. I mean, yesterday was not a good day for the offense. Um, and one thing too, and I'll toss it back to you, it kind of can't be both things though. It can't be that, you know, you, life can't go on without Jake Fromm, um, as the fan base sort of, or the vocal part of the fan base is right now. And yet the vocal part of the fan base from South Carolina game on was, what's the deal with this guy? He sucks. I mean, it can't be both. So it's, it's, it's probably somewhere in the middle and they're just going to have to go without a guy who has any experience. I think. People wanted better from Jake Fromm, but I think as the season ended, especially in the the Sugar Bowl, people realized that Georgia's 
best odds were in Jake's Jake Fromm's hands for next year. They weren't going to be in, in no disrespect to these guys, but they're not with Stetson Bennett or Carson back. It, it, George's best chances at a national championship with what they had on the roster was going to be Jake Fromm, and I think people don't understand that. I think that's true, and I think that um, you know if they get a transfer in, there's there's you know I just I'm no longer a prisoner of hey something has to be accomplished this way. Um, you know I've seen Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oklahoma in particular get a get a, a quarterback who just really wasn't so hot at um, at Alabama and get to the playoff. Now they got bitched about by. By, by LSU, but there's any number of ways to get to the playoff and take it from there. Um, so I'm I'm a little more bullish on 2020, I think, than most people are, because I realize that um, as good as this offensive line was this past year, the main person you're losing is not Cade Mays. It's you know it's Andrew Thomas. Yeah, um, that was the real problem there. Losing Isaiah that hurts for sure. But the other thing is, too, I remember thinking in 2004 after David Green, David Pollock left, there, the, the malaise in that offseason couldn't have been more severe because people thought the program was over. They were like, well, it was David and David. And DJ Shockley looked horrible the last time we saw him play. That was against Georgia Tech in the weather. You can't know what the future will be. I know that there with unknowns. We do have a very significant known, though, and that's the defense. And they basically all came back. Well, and one thing we do know is that there's talent on this team. Oh yeah, maybe maybe not experience in defense. We know that for sure. That's yeah. a no question. But offense too. There's plenty of talent on yeah. the offensive side. It's just experience at this point. That well, the, the other thing too. I mean. You know, Georgia played in a national championship game with young players all over the field. I mean, when you're talking about the quarterback was a freshman, the right tackle was a freshman. Uh, DeAndre Swift played a lot at times, not in the national championship game necessarily. But, you know, you can do it with freshmen. It just can't be that your entire team is dominated by freshmen. That's going to be a problem. I also, I, I mean... I, I don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be. I'm not, I'm not going to get in that ball game. I have no clue. Um, I've seen Stetson. I've seen uh, Beck live. I've, I've not seen Mathis live because he's been, you know, banged up with the head deal for a while. Um, the kid from Wake Forest who possibly could come in. The kid from Stanford. Those guys have experience as starting quarterbacks. Not in the SEC, but they have experience as starting quarterbacks. I mean, it's a... It's something you can navigate. Jake Fromm came off the bench and guided them to a national championship game and did so um, without a lot of, you know, without any experience, frankly. I mean, I'm looking at this national championship game team, you know, Andrew Thomas, Ben Cleveland, those guys were first-year starters. Jake Fromm, first-year starter. Kendall Baker was a starting Offensive lineman in the national championship game. Kendall, I forget about that. Kendall Baker, um, you know, and a lot of you know these teams. I'm just like <laughs> the roster coming back next year is more gifted everywhere, probably except quarterback. I mean, maybe with the exception of Ro- I mean Roquan 
You know, Terry Godwin and Javon Wims, Riley Ridley. I mean, are they better than 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 Pickens? It's hard to say. I mean, I would say no. Javon, they don't they they don't look as such. But we got to remember Riley they're, Ridley, Javon Wims. Those guys are NFL receivers. Right yeah. Now. Well, and there were more of them. And the question yeah. is, will Rosemary Burton and Smith come in and Blaylock come back and Robertson? I mean, you don't have a. I mean, it's no shortage of wide receivers all of a sudden. Now, running back, I do think it was better. You had Nick and you had Sony. That's hard to deal with. Um, yeah, you had two. Andrew, no question. I mean, yeah, NFL, two first round yeah, quality guys. ballers. No question, the left tackle will be better. Ben Cleveland, I mean, could still be back. Uh, Jake Fromm, I think you're going to go backwards at quarterback. The left tackle, well, of course, the right tackle was Andrew Thomas. The left tackle was Isaiah, Isaiah Wynn. Those will not be better. The guards, you know, in theory, should be better. I mean, you're talking about the return of Ben Cleveland as a senior and, and you know, what should happen. And then with Kendall Baker, I mean, he's getting replaced by. Yeah, I mean, with Justin Schaefer? Yeah, I mean, it could be Justin. It could be Warren Erickson. I mean, they're not they don't they're not out of options in these places. But it's the defense where it's pretty evident that they're better. I mean, Dominique Sanders was a good player. I'm not sure he would start now at, at Georgia. I don't know. DeAndre Baker, of course, was good. But then everybody else, John Atkins, Roquan, was good. Bellamy, Carter, Tyler Clark, David Marshall, Malcolm Parrish, J.R. Reed, Aaron Davis. The defense next year will be better than that. And then, so, yeah. and, and, and that's saying a lot. That, that yeah, really is saying a lot because that defense is also filled with studs. That 2017 team? It was. Yeah. I mean, Roquan. Roquan was a monster. Right. I mean, he was a difference maker. Um, but in terms of individual people on here, it would probably be Roquan and DeAndre. You know they're starting two guys in the back that were either in that in that on that team that were either walk-ons or transfers. I mean, J.R. Reed and Aaron Davis; those were not guys a lot of people pursued. Dominique Sanders picked Georgia over Central Florida. So, in terms of actual straight-up talent, you know everyone has to deal with rollover of talent. That happens. I mean, look at Alabama. That's just football. Yeah, I mean, like, do you think Alabama? Do you think Alabama's sitting there going? Hey, you know, we're comfortable with what we're at at quarterback. They might be more comfortable than they were had the kid never played, but they the people are acting like that position is not settled. Yeah, I don't know. They're, yeah, they're, I don't think they're they might be a, they're more secure than George is yeah. right now, I guess there, but I don't think by much. I don't think Mac Jones is by any means some sort of which you don't different, have, huge difference maker. You don't have to be. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa was a difference maker. He never won the the uh, the national championship as a starting quarterback. It's yeah, not, it's not just the quarterback. If it were just the quarterback, you know, you would see uh, Teddy. Br- I mean, uh, what's the guy's name that was at Louisville? I mean, you have to have more than just yeah. the quarterback and. The people that I know that are in the SEC that are not at Georgia, their thing has always been Jake Fromm is a very good quarterback, but what makes him a very good quarterback is everything surrounding him. And that's been their position for a long time. I think that Jake, I mean, the decision to leave, you know, I don't think it's a simple one. I don't think it's black or white. There's a lot of gray there. I mean, if he comes back, does he improve his draft stock? It 
it could go either way. If he had anything close to a season he had this year, then he probably wouldn't get drafted. I think that's true. Or at least it'd be a, it would be in fourth. I mean, be fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um, yeah, you know, you could also come back next year, and he could be the number three guy. And, that, and that's at best because you know he's oh, not. Being he's not going to be the number one or two. Yeah, yeah. And those but, those those are two teams. You know, Clemson, as good as they are, they would not be playing for the national championship without Trevor Lawrence. Period. They just wouldn't be. I mean, mm-hmm. that, it, they wouldn't have beaten Ohio State. I don't know. I'm assuming they would have won all the other games they played. Just, and, and LSU wouldn't be. LSU, LSU wouldn't be there either. But I almost, you know, I hesitate to say one team is better than the other. I mean, I think to, LSU is more talented, generally speaking, than, than 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 Clemson, which is really, you know, you know, Clemson has some stars, but on the whole. You know LSU has a a pretty deep team, and they have developed guys. Um, but back to back to the Cade Mays thing. That is it is strange, is it not? Am I am I going crazy here? Which part of it? There's a lot of weird. My my biggest question, besides the the thing with his dad, that's still just like what? Yeah. But the thing that confuses me the most is, is Cade Mays next year will likely be a first round pick. Bearing injury, what with what he was at, if he came back, played left tackle at Georgia, I think he would. I don't probably know if he would be a round. first round pick, but he would be a top, you know, sixty. Top, pick. Yeah, yeah. That's and a good so question. To, to go to Tennessee or just transfer anywhere, to, to say you got to sit out a year no, and then not, and then not, play not, football. Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, there sure. are no rules gotta, anymore. Yeah. But I, I guess I'm just comparing it to Luke Ford. It's like if Luke Ford Luke can't Ford was the only guy that got jammed, man. I mean, everybody. I don't. I don't get that at all. But everybody else seemed to transfer and play. Well, yeah, it, he and he had one of the best reasons compared to a guy like Tate Martell, um, who didn't even play. Yeah. He but so play. he's got to leave and he's got to fight that and possibly sit out a year. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But. I don't know. It, it just it doesn't seem worth it to me if I was in those shoes. But then again, we, we don't know all the details. There could be something completely different. And, and so I don't want to say he's wrong for that, but it, it does seem odd. Well, I don't know what's wrong or right, but it's it's very strange to transfer to an in-division rival. I, I don't – that doesn't – But it, it's If not I were like Georgia, that. I would block it all I could. Yeah, I would agree. Period. I, would, I mean, yeah. this there's no explanation for this. If – I mean, unless there's something going, there's no explanation that I am aware of for this. I mean, if if the kid is unhappy, that's that's not the same thing as just saying, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, what's the well, Mac Jones can come be the the quarterback at Georgia. I mean, give me a break with this stuff. I mean, I, I look, the NCAA is not good. There's nothing good about the NCAA in many in many many ways, and and I say that as a person who was is an NCAA student athlete. As someone who served on the board of an NCAA school for uh, almost ten years, and the NCAA gets a lot of things wrong, and this this particular rule, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, what was the explanation? And I don't, I don't, I legitimately do not harbor ill will towards Justin at all. I don't. I, but what was the explanation for him leaving Georgia? That that like, I mean, and then he just goes and plays at Ohio State. Okay, well if that's what it is, that's that's fine cuz that's going to a different uh conference. 
This isn't even going to a different conference. This is going to another institution inside is, your division. Georgia, yeah, we're not we're not even talking the other side. No, Georgia, conference. Georgia and Tennessee are in a cartel. They play each other every single year. They are making money left and right, and there's got to be some rules. I mean, there are rules in the mob. You would think that in these cartels that the SEC and ACC and Big Twelve have. I mean, he's not transferring as a grad student. He's just transferring. And it's just, I don't know the kid. And I, I don't have a single thing to, bad to say about the kid. If, I, if I've said something bad, maybe you'll remind me. I don't know. But this, this, no. this process makes no sense. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's just basically all that's going on now is if, if someone, I mean, I'm not accusing Jeremy of doing this, but um, if, if someone at Vanderbilt wants Jake Fromm to transfer there and play his final year, Apparently that's completely kosher now. That's what it feels like. Yeah, it, the rules of transferring, and especially with with quarterbacks, it seemed like with oh, last man. year, yeah. it seems very much more lackadaisical and just kind of whatever you want to do as long as you present a half baked idea, then um, seems like you can get that waiver. Except it, once again, in the case of Luke Ford, where it's just. You literally look at it and you're just like, what the hell? Like, Yeah, that's you, the one that, I mean, Luke Ford's grandparents were, I mean, that, that go ahead, explain that situation. Well, he, yeah, he, he explained it to us after um, the Sugar Bowl last year. He said he wanted to play in front of his grandpa, who, who was the one who got him into football and was in rough shape. Couldn't really, couldn't travel to these games in, in Athens or, anywhere in the South. So he wanted to go back to Illinois, not a football powerhouse by any means. No. Because he wanted to play in front of his grandpa. And the NCAA said, ha too bad. Like, you kidding me, man? Yeah, I just, it's not, if, if it were just wide open, you can transfer, um, you know, that'd be one thing. But there's no sort of, I don't know. Uh, it just, we got to have actual rules here. I mean, what are the rules? But um, <laughs> who knows, man? But the the thing, but get back to it though. Um, at what stage has Kirby Smart not gotten what he wanted? I mean, you look at 2016. Who did he bring in? Uh, Mo Smith, NFL football player, transfer from Alabama. 2017, uh, Z- uh, the punter, Cameron Z- Can you pronounce it for me? What was well, uh, who's sorry? The punter in 2017, whose last name I have a hard time pronouncing. Cameron Nizelik or Cam Nizelik? That's right. 2018 transfer that came in. I can't. I don't know if I can remember. 2019, uh, Wolf. Yeah. And, and uh, Cager. I mean, he has consistently gotten guys from the portal or whatever it's called, the transfer market. When they when they went out and got um, Isaiah uh, number twenty five, and then he turned into number sixteen. I can't remember his name. Little gadget, little joystick guy. They went out and got him, and I mean he didn't do a lot at Georgia, but he was functional uh, in the passing game at times. He was a like a wiggly little guy, and they got they went out and got him. They're not going to le- they're yeah. not going to leave anything unturned. Here. And there's a lot of there's a lot of good possibilities out there for quarterback. Well. I just think that the the one thing I would stress here is that you know there's already 
on our message board, dogpost.com, you're already seeing people say, hey, I think it's going to be back. I think that, you know, this, that, and the other. I just, you know, I don't know. But the expectation that Carson is going to come in and, you know, A, win the job, but B, play well enough to get them to the playoff, I, I, that's putting a lot on him. He's in the, the opposite of that is, well, hey, look, he won the state championship in the largest classification in Florida, and they were zinging the ball all over the place. So I just my thing is the expectation level has got to be realistic here. A transfer would probably get them closer to the to the playoff if you just take a step back. But there's no telling, Dylan, who the transfer would be, A. B, if they would be the starter the entire time. There, there's no way to do this. I mean, look at the way Clemson, Clemson won the national championship last year by starting a guy who was just not good getting halfway through the season and turning it over to the guy that they thought was special. Then they win the national championship. Georgia, 2017. Kid they think gets special, hurt the first game. Kid that no one really suspected gets in the national championship game. Loses to a team where they thought the guy coming back was the guy. He gets replaced in the middle of the game by a guy who no one knows really who he is nationally. He makes a miracle throw. And all of a sudden, two years later, he's a first-round draft pick. Probably, there are no there are no straight paths in this thing. They just, they just don't exist. So, mm-hmm. um, we can't we can't know. I mean, this and and dude, it looks like this year a guy that really wasn't that great uh, in 2018, good but not great. Great, this guy's lighting the world on fire. And what's changed? The, I guess the coordinator. Yeah, I mean, no one—you can't see it coming. Sometimes, sometimes you can. But if we could all see it coming, Clemson and Alabama would be playing for the national championship, not Clemson and LSU. So, that's all I got to say about that. Further comments, Dylan, about this wild week at Georgia so far? I mean, think about it, man. In seven-day span, won the Sugar Bowl, got too far. Got two five-star guys committed to them and signed. This is not football, but won a huge game at Memphis, number nine Memphis for the basketball program, which sends them on the path of the NCAA tournament. And then you have Jake Fromm turning pro, Robert Bill going into the portal and then getting out. He's a survivor. Then you have this wild stuff with Cade Mays. This has just been a very busy week. And it's probably not going to slow down. It might, but it, it, big stuff is going to continue to happen. No question. That's why you need to stay tuned. Dogpost.com. Tomorrow we've got the recruiting report here on YouTube and iTunes and wherever else you're listening to us. Stay tuned to Dogpost. Make sure you click to subscribe. Dylan, thanks for your help. We'll see you tomorrow over on Dogpost.